What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. You're listening to What I Know. I'm Christine Legorio Chafkin. Today, we have a fresh bonus episode called What I Know Best. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Stuart Butterfield, the CEO of Slack, has just begun his parental leave and then is stepping back from his role leading the company he co-founded in 2009. For our bonus episode this week, I asked him to look back at his time as CEO of Slack to what worked really well and what he knows best. Turns out one of the things that worked for the team at Slack has a lot to do with allowing yourself to be wrong and having the ability to let your mind be changed. Here's Stuart. Part of the magic was we had a real culture of debate. People weren't shut down. Um, I encouraged people to disagree with me. You know, I studied philosophy for a long time, so I just I like arguing about stuff. And you know, maybe sometimes you argue too much, but it, one of the reasons that I think Slack was especially successful is because we were able to kind of find the right balance between tops down control. I wish there was a better way of saying that, but you know, having that alignment and having a, a unified vision and constant course correction and uh, examination of assumptions and constantly looking at the real-time data, not just in the data analytics sense, but in like, you know, what salespeople were telling us customers were saying and what our incredible customer experience team, kind of our version of customer support, where we made it a real job with real salaries. And part of the value of that was to get a synthesis of the feedback that customers were getting because we had, you know, hundreds of thousands of customer touch points a year or maybe millions at this point. And using that to, to really change our minds frequently. It's one thing I think we were we were all good at, and I like to think that I'm good at. That's a real sign of intelligence being able to change your mind, right? And to have the ability to argue something that changes someone else's mind. But how do you build that culture where disagreement is not only accepted, but is welcomed? It's tough because not everyone's opinions are, are equal. Not everyone is great at being constructively disagreeing. But I mean, I guess the worst version of that is more disagreement for the purpose of getting more airtime or showmanship. So I think you really need to develop a high degree of trust and and have really good people. So sometimes the feedback for people or disagreements can be tough, but there is a reality. And the the more attuned you can be to the reality, the better that your decisions will be. Hmm. And I just look at it kind of like I'm not a great athlete and I didn't play that many team sports when I was a kid, but sports analogies tend to really work. And, you know, if you're playing 
basketball or soccer or something like that, you don't come out, I mean, maybe you have a play in mind, but you don't come out with a plan and then like are going to stick to that plan no matter what, because it really depends where your opponents are and where your teammates are and who's open for a pass. And you have to be kind of opportunistic. I don't know how well this works as a metaphor for people who haven't been either CEOs or, or founders, but the analogy I like best was actually parkour. You know that? Yeah, yeah, of course. Jumping off walls, right? Yeah. <laughs> when you watch people do parkour, you really can't hesitate. Like you can't like run to the edge of the building and then pause for a second um, and decide whether you're going to jump. You have to just jump or laugh, keep going, keep moving, um, and constantly be adjusting your body position and balance and momentum and making decisions on the fly. And I feel like it's not quite as physically daring and maybe not quite as, you know, you're operating at the scale of days and weeks often instead of like milliseconds or, or seconds. But there is something that's really similar to me in the way that you're, you're constantly evaluating the environment, looking for opportunities, changing course and taking advantage of those opportunities and then having to change your mind again. Yeah. Can you give me an example of a significant time you changed your mind? I just got reminded of one. Probably the nuances are a little bit too detailed. But um, absolutely insisting that we shouldn't do this free trial program, which we later did. And then that drives like maybe 15% of our new team signups. So um, everyone on the expansion team who worked on Golden Gate, I was wrong. You were right. (laughs) (laughs) And how did they end up convincing you? Sneaking in some um, experiments early on, gathering a little bit more evidence. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of those. Where you just need to see a little data to change your mind. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you so much, Stuart. All right. Thank you. Really appreciate it. That was Stuart Butterfield, co-founder and CEO of Slack. If you missed my full exclusive interview with Stuart, just go back to your podcast feed and click on What I Know. Our producer is Joshua Christensen. Our associate producer is Blake Odom, and our editor is Nicholas Torres. I'm Christine Legorio-Chafkin. Thank you for listening to What I Know Best.